Welcome to Rightly Divided. This is episode number 11. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to share three verses that have been particularly poignant to me, but aren't necessarily related to each other. I'm calling this episode a trio of truth. Thank you for joining me today. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing and turning on notifications so that you'll be among the first to know when a new episode comes to pass. All right, let's begin. Number one, Ecclesiastes chapter eight, verse 11. The book of Ecclesiastes teaches us, if we'll hear it, that the physical pursuits of this world all end in the same way, vanity. It's a book of profound truth, penned by a man who had been given supernatural wisdom by the Almighty, but still had to learn things the hard way. You see, people haven't changed. Despite his having to learn things the hard way, Solomon left us some gems of wisdom so that maybe we won't have to. And Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 11 is one such gem. It reads, Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. I worked in the court system for several years as a clerk, and one of my primary jobs was to file every single disposition that was passed in our county's criminal cases. The disposition is the document that officially closes out a case, it could be an acquittal, a dismissal, or most frequently, a sentencing order. Since I was the person filing all the sentences in all the criminal cases, I became familiar with how different crimes are punished. This rare vantage point allowed me to see how true Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 11 is. If evil is not judged and the sentence carried out speedily, people set their hearts to do evil continually. As a parent, I've learned that when I don't discipline my children for bad behavior, that bad behavior becomes a frequent feature of their life. Letting people get by with crimes and not speedily going through with their sentence only creates a society where the criminal and evil person is emboldened. Nobody wants to live in a place where bad people act with impunity. That's why it's so important for authority to exist and to punish crime. We can be sure that God is quick in carrying out his sentence against evil works. Each person who stands before him will be judged without regard for mitigating factors, and the sentence for those who are guilty will be immediately executed. Romans chapter 2 verses 6 and 11 read, God will render to every man according to his deeds, for there is no respect of persons with God. I am so thankful that Jesus stepped in and took the judgment against my sins so that I won't be sentenced to hell. Number 2. Job chapter 38 verse 2. If you're familiar with the story of Job, you already know that bad things happen to good people. Job was good people. God himself describes Job in this way, There is none like him in all the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Job chapter 1 verse 8. Nevertheless, God allowed Satan to have significant leeway in Job's life to wreak havoc and destroy everything from Job's children to his wealth to his health. 
Job never learned why all these things happened. During his hardship, four friends came to visit Job, and one by one they offered their perspective on why Job was experiencing his difficulties. The last man to speak was Elihu, the youngest of the men, and he lights into the older men for lacking wisdom and confidence in God. However, the very last person to speak to Job in his suffering is God himself. And when he speaks, Job is sternly admonished to remember that God is God and Job simply is not. As he begins to speak to Job, God tells Job what he thinks about all of his friends' so-called wisdom. He asks a question and says, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Job chapter 38, verse 2. You see, true counsel, worthy counsel, comes from a sound understanding and genuine knowledge. But so often people speak when we don't know what's going on. We give counsel as though we were in the light, when really we're in the dark. And our words without knowledge darken counsel itself. This verse goes hand in hand with Jesus' statement, If the light that be in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? We would do well to remember that we don't have all the answers for all the problems, and it's never a bad idea or a cop-out to simply counsel each other to turn to God and trust Him. Number 3. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 12. It can be very frustrating to be the person giving counsel to another. So often the solution to the problem a person is having really is easy to see, but is so hard to convince the person of. It's the nature of humans. We're stubborn and blind. The Bible teaches us to receive instruction and be wise. This means that God's plan is that we should learn things the easy way, by being taught rather than the hard way, by experiencing pain. Still, we usually have to crash and burn before we learn how to avoid it. And once we have this wisdom of experience, we then turn to others and try to warn them of how to avoid making the same mistakes we did. But invariably, they don't listen to us just as we did not listen to others, and so the cycle of frustration continues. Our final verse sums up that cycle when it says, If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise unto thyself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear it. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 12. In other words, if you listen to and receive wisdom, you're the only one who can actually apply that wisdom. And if you're a scorner, at the end of the day, you're only hurting yourself. So how about if we try to do things the easy way? The next time someone offers you advice and you know them to be a spiritually sound person, maybe listen to them. Or as you read God's word, instead of being a hearer only, be a doer as well. Try learning the easy way. Who knows? You might just like it. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I hope today's trio of truth was helpful and enjoyable. If you liked the podcast, please consider subscribing and turning on notifications so that you'll be among the first to know when a new episode comes to pass. If you have any suggestions for a topic or an episode, or if you have any questions, or for any other reason desire to contact me, please send me an email to rightlydividedpodcast at gmail.com. That's all for now. So until next time, may God's grace and peace be with you.